0: I had intense fear and panic because we were obviously crashing. Out of my heart came the thought, oh, God, help, I'm going to die. From the time that they pronounced me dead was a good 45 minutes.
1: It's determined that I was not breathing for 20 minutes.
0: They cut my clothes, and then they paddled my heart my heart had stopped. And I could see people screaming and crying. But I didn't realize that was actually my physical body because I was somewhere else. About 20 past four in the afternoon, by half past seven, I was dead, clinically dead, four minutes. And they were crying because I was dead. And I was trying to tell them, no, I'm I'm not dead, I'm just fine, I'm okay. I was greeted by people I'd known in the past.
1: I started to feel like I was surrounded by all this warm, loving, beautiful, soothing, loving energy. I'm back with God again. I just felt this all release,
0: like, wow. I'm back. I'm back home again. Incredibly safe and felt at home. I'd come back home. It was a very strong feeling. Like I've come back home. I... The only thing that I could feel, if you could imagine, absolute love and peace. There wasn't anything else to be felt. And light is literally emitting from him. And I could feel that that tremendous amount of love was coming through him as well.
1: They were brighter than everybody else. And. I just knew who they were.
0: I'd like to welcome everybody to Round Trip, Des. Hey, it's good to see you. We have a guest clear across the pond again today. This is getting to be a regular thing to be over in the UK, and I want to try to pronounce it right, okay? So we have Paul Northridge, and he is in Derbyshire. Correct. That's correct. Yes, Okay. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. First thing, my first question of the day is, do you have a t-shirt that says, Unite? What's the bottom say? Unite, planet. Mm-hmm. Unite, don't fight. What does that mean? Um, as it
1: says on the tin, um, yeah, just to unite everyone together and uh, to, uh, yeah, just to be friendly with each other and uh, basically to throw away labels
0: and, uh, yeah, just be, be together. There's a John Lennon song that that reminds me of. Would you sing it for us? Um, I don't sing, first of all. <laughs> and secondly, I'm not a big fan of the Beatles. So uh, that, that's another sort of thing. No. <laughs> okay, we now have nothing in common. <laughs> hey, Paul, I appreciate you uh, jumping on with us today. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so just to dive into
1: uh, my history before the uh, near-death experience, uh so um, I was born with a uh, bifida, um, and uh, so I had a, a birth defect on my spine. It basically was a, a hole in the back. Um, it was quite a large hole for a, a baby. And uh, so basically, I was on um, a death door uh, quite early on. I had a lot of blood going uh, out, so that had to be uh, sewn up uh, very, very quickly. And then the uh, once the hole was sewn up, then uh, another thing that started to happen is called um, hydrocephalus, and uh, that means it's uh, fluid on in the brain. So uh, that was uh, basically my brain was getting quite well, unfortunately, big, but not not more uh, IQ level, unfortunately, but it was getting bigger uh, because of the fluid. And um, so they thought, okay, well, let's now do a um, a shunt operation. So uh, the shunt operation in 1972 was quite a dangerous uh, procedure. Um, So it basically meant like uh, a fixator had to go around the head and uh, then the drain of the fluid would happen from this uh, device. So my parents being, uh, well, my mom being Catholic, uh, she was really concerned about the operation. It was risky for a baby. Um, So uh, they said, okay, well, let's have him baptised. So uh, the day before the operation, um, I was uh, baptised. My parents on that day, um, when they came back from the uh, ceremony, uh, they said, "Okay, well, I hope this uh, maybe this ceremony might help for us in some way, because um, I felt something happened that 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 day." And um, so they said, "Okay, let's see what you know, let's see what happens anyway." And uh, so, long story short, in that one, uh, the morning of my operation, uh, my parents got a phone call. And said, uh, uh, "Mr. and Mrs. Northridge, yes." Unfortunately, well, fortunately, uh, we've got some good news for you. Uh, Paul's uh, brain uh, swelling issue, uh, had to go for this, is no longer the case. It's actually now reducing. I don't know if it was uh, some kind of, you know, miracle or um, it's just how it was. I mean, I just see it how it, how it was really myself. But uh, anyway, so long story short, I came close to death a couple of times in early
0: stages. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I can then now go into the uh, time when I was uh, 14, if you like, Eric. Well, tell me, how has that affected your health throughout your life, the spina bifida? Spina bifida. Okay. Okay. So, my main issue
1: is uh, about uh, paralysis. Uh, the right leg is uh, 90% paralyzed. I can't feel my smile on the right leg at all. But being a kid, um, I was still quite a strong, similar lad. Uh, my parents, uh, especially my dad, was a bit of a, uh, a side major. He wasn't a side major in Hebrew or anything like that, but he was like a side major in in the, in nature. He was the person that would uh, give me a, get a bit of a kick and come on, Paul, you can, you can, you will. Um, so I had operations regularly. So I I managed to walk. Uh, so from a uh, I started to walk maybe around about a little bit older than than some children, maybe around about three, four. Uh, I started to walk. Um, so, a little bit later than, than most most children. And then uh, I went to normal school. And uh, that was uh, difficult because, unfortunately, I, I got bullied a lot because I was any only child uh, that had a disability. Um, so, that was quite uh, significant with my death experience. I'll tell you a little bit more uh, later about that. But in regards to like pain levels and tiredness, spine bifida is very, very tiring uh, in nature. And it's also quite painful, but, uh, I, I deal with it. And, uh, I think most people, if they had a day of going into my body and living my body for, for a day, they'll probably think, uh, yeah, I've, let's go back to
0: my body again, shall we? It's not the best body to have. Well, I'll let our listeners know you look healthy and strong.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, same, you know, I mean, I'm also quite, uh, I do believe in, but we manifest things ourselves as well. And I think I manifest myself as quite a strong person. And I am, I am quite strong. uh, My dad gave me a very strong character. So I, you know, I'm very determined. uh, I I still work. I'm I'm full time worker. I can sit on my bottom. I can talk to people. So I don't, I can't be a waiter in a hotel or uh, I can't be, you know, something that involves my legs. So I can sit, I can sit down. I can talk to people. And I help uh, people in recruitment. So I I get uh, young uh, people uh, uh, to have jobs. And I love
0: my job because it's changing people's lives. And uh, so that's amazing, really. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, good. Well, let's go back to when you were 14 years old. What led up to the surgery and what happened at that time? Okay, so... The operation I was uh, due to have uh,
1: was called a Verona uh, operation. The Verona operation is a leg lengthening uh, operation. The the right leg, because of the paralysis, um, it was um, very, very slow in uh, growth. The right leg would not grow as fast as the left leg. Uh, The left leg has got, I'll say, about uh, 80% feeling okay, 20% feeling a bit paralyzed. So I can still drive with my left leg. Uh, so that's you know the stronger leg. but the right leg was sh- uh, was short by about um I'll say about uh I do you know centimeters in America. Cent- centimeters your Yeah, it's you
0: know, about uh two and a half to an inch, something like that. Uh, inches, inches, okay. Inches. Yeah, we do I'll inches. Say, yeah. Inches. Um so I'll say around about four to five
1: inches uh differences. Okay. That's a big yeah, that's a big, big difference. Yeah. Um, so originally I was having a uh, built up shoe. So the shoe was really heavy for me. Um, so and I was using calipers as well. So it was quite hard to move and walk. So uh, my surgeon, um, who was a good guy um called uh, Mr. Newton. Uh Mr. Newton um he didn't like called being a doctor or anything like that. He always wanted to be called Mr. Newton. You uh, he, he have that kind of uh, ego. He didn't have an, you know, that kind of ego to say oh, I'm better, and he was, he was just a nice guy. Um, so he he decided, okay, this an operation. will lengthen be my leg, um, and it did. Um, going ahead of myself a little bit, but uh, in the short period of time, in six weeks period, uh, my dad had to like turn a key on this device, and my leg stretched every day more and more because. What they did was, they, um, my thigh bone had two pins, another break, then another two pins above the break. And then, so this device then basically opened, this break opened and opened and opened. So eventually, my, my leg grew around about two inches in
0: a short period of time. Wow. So, yeah. That sounds like some kind of medieval torture chamber. It, it wasn't painful, uh, um, really. But- oh, that's
1: great. Well, compared to maybe some to some people, have thought it was painful, but I've also got a very good, uh, threshold shoulder of pain. Um, I mean, I I don't really uh, bother with it too too much, but uh, yeah, it, it basically grew quite a lot in that short period, and it was uh, painful on, on 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 cleaning the wounds. But I had to clean the the pins uh, with iodine uh, regularly, so that was the uh, painful part. But uh, anyway, so going back to the actual operation. Um, so I was, um, 14 and I was quite old in nature by 14. Um, I've had a lot of operations. I'm very old, already quite, uh, mature at 14. I'm more like a 20 something year old person in my, in my head, uh, cause I've had a lot going off. Um, so I'm, I'm in, uh, the, uh, theater. Um, uh, before that, they gave me a pre med. The pre med made me feel rather, uh, drunk. Um, it's a really, it just makes you relax. And uh, I think that's, that, that's all the whole idea of the pre med, just to make you feel relaxed. Um, then they gave me a muscle relaxant. Um, that was then um, a very, very bad reaction to me because uh, I was then going to have a anesthetic after that. Uh, so there's, get, there's getting ready for that bit. Anyway, so they gave me this uh, muscle relaxant. And not too long after that, I felt like a whole whoosh. Uh, and it was like a can't describe Harry's alley. It just felt just like a whole like a whole flush came up up, up me and uh I could then feel like really painful hands. My hands were like pulsating and I thought, okay, what's what's that? So i looked looking at my hands straight away. And they were twice as big and they were swollen. And um so I was thinking, oh god, this is this is not good. Um so I'm already panicking um at this moment, thinking I've got a reaction going on. Um, and I'm shouting to Mr. Newton uh, Mr. Newton's really yeah uh, to get himself ready for the procedure so I said Mr. Newton please look at me and uh, as he's then turning around to look at me uh, I, I see his panic and, uh, in his eyes um, and then then I'm out I just, it, it feels like at that moment I'm literally unplugged uh, it feels like uh, I'm seeing black uh, but I at this moment, I don't have anything like eyes. so I'm not a person anymore. Um, I'm actually a soul. So I'm seeing black in my vision of what I can see. Um, and as I'm uh, seeing black and kind of aware of the black, then I'm coming out of my body uh, at an angle uh, which is not directly over my body, but I'm at an angle uh, so where I can see my body. I can also see um, stuff around my body and so, yeah, and I'm, I'm not panicking at that moment. I'm not. I'm not concerned. Uh, it was more of my natural self was thinking, "Okay, where am I? Oh, that—that was my body. Like, like, uh, like as if I was looking at a, a vehicle that's just been I've just crashed my vehicle, and I'm not really concerned about it anymore. It, it, it wasn't like, oh gosh,
0: I want to go back to my body again. It wasn't any of that nature at all. So you felt calm. You felt relaxed. Just sort of hmm interesting what's going on yeah exactly that kind of nature C- curious uh i would say very very
1: curious that was my uh that was my feelings and the the thing when you're when you're um, a soul or right being whatever it is it's it's just completely different to um the, the the person i mean i was 14 at the time so i think a 14 year old uh myself at, a, at that time would be quite having a bit of uh, anger because I was bullied a lot or, um, you know, it's still excitement as well and all this kind of stuff, but the, the, the feelings of a soul is different. It? It's hard to describe it fully, but uh, yeah, but more of a curious nature, I would say. That, that was the first feelings I'm feeling. So as I'm looking down on myself and getting to know where I am, not too long after that, then I'm feeling like uh, I can see maybe 60. So I can then, depends on where I'm, focused on, I could feel then another um, thing happening. So I, I, I must the uh, uh, not lost, but looked away from myself to then look at, at the wall. And in the theater wall, um, it looked like it was opening up a, a portal. It looked like uh, like the aurora borealis. It's greenish, bluish, uh, misty, like a jellyfishy kind of a material going on. And as I was doing that oh, and opening up, I'm noticing three beings uh, traveling towards me. And uh, these beings were light beings. They, they, they have uh, like all colors of uh, maybe like a silverish look, but they also spots different kind of colors green, yellow, blue. But again, colors are very different to what we see with our eyes now. Um, it's hard to like, describe it completely, but anyway, that's the kind of, but well, they have from like an edge shape. Then they have like a shoulders shape and then they kind of like dissolve a little bit.
0: So not a lot of detail then. Um, In the sense of detail wise, uh, they have no features. They've got no eyes. Right. Right. So more, more light and color without those kinds of details and features. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's why, that's why some people say that, so when they, when they come out of the body and they're visited uh, by the first people, um, some people describe uh, like uh, they, they saw their grandparents or uh, something like that uh, personally i didn't see uh, any any human reflections at all it was uh, more about about souls and light beings uh, that's what I, I saw um but i at 14 i didn't have any uh loved ones that's been passed okay uh, away you mean? so
0: i didn't you know my all my family that I knew were, were, were still around. Okay, so they were coming towards you. Keep going. Yeah, and so they're coming towards me.
1: And uh, so it was like a distance, and I could feel that in the work coming towards me. Didn't take too long. Uh, we came quite, quite close, quite quickly. And when we get to a certain point, that's when we start to have a small dialogue with each other. And they're saying to me, you um, want to come away from uh, this area. And it's like a, an agreement. It's, uh, but I knew that. I felt that I knew them, and they they knew me. Uh, there was a lot of love, a lot of unconditional love going off straight away. Uh, some recognition of each other. Um, so it was like you know, as if it was like a long lost family Burrow in some way. Um, so not a connection, not a love going off there.
0: Yeah. What kind of communication was there? Um, It was done uh, telepathically.
1: It wasn't done by mouth, and we don't have any mouth. Um, So it was done telepathically. Um, And as in that, I was thinking
0: they could see it straight away and vice versa. We could communicate only by, by thoughts. Well, tell us about that communication now. What was the, I don't know if conversation is the right word for a telepathic, Uh, communication Hmm. but what was going back and forth the meanings between your minds and theirs it wasn't uh, a a good question it wasn't uh, a feeling of anything more than than
1: it was to say that uh, i know you you know me we are um, connected to each other kind of thing that was that kind of a connection going off Uh, but it was a short conversation of you want to go away from here and my my initial thoughts were thinking like, well, I'm not horrified by what I'm seeing down there. It's not not scaring me in any way. But uh, they they was inviting me to go to the next realm. So uh, my my again, my curious uh, self now is thinking, okay, yeah, I'll go with you. So I'm feeling like uh, I felt safe to obviously then go with them as well. It, it didn't feel like a, an unsafe uh, feeling. So that that's another thing I will say we then, as soon as I immediately said, yeah, let's go away, There we are, but then just by Zoom, we we might like go through like a big, like films, like a portal, or it's so fast, then not really, you're washed into the next realm, really. And um, so that's where I go into uh, the next space, which is uh, home, really. All right, tell us about home. Okay, so, hard um, to describe in, in English language. Uh, again, lots of these things are very hard to describe in the start. Anything related to earth at all. Um, I personally didn't see anything like buildings. Um, again, because I've got no arms, I've got no legs, no facial features, so I've, I've got no need to walk on all ground uh, and hold things. You don't need to do anything like that. Um so uh the the ground area I was suggest is more like uh it like, uh, like a mist or a uh, what's it called when the uh, rock stars are playing. You can see like a... like a Yeah, like a fog machine going. Like uh, a fog machine going off. Yeah, it was like a fog machine going off. Um, so it's like that kind of a uh, base, I guess. That's the nearest I would say to it. um Again, maybe it's got a little bit more color to it than just, just that as well. The whole place felt like love as well. It, that's, that's the hardest thing to describe to you as well. It felt like a, a whole place of love. I mean, I mean, I was coming from a place of love. The uh, soul, as a, as a natural soul, I was coming from a place of love. The whole, the whole, everything was love. It was, it's hard to describe. It really is on that side of things. It really is odd. to pinpoint. Um, but, uh, so the ground, if we say the ground, it's just basically, again, the bottom part. Then the top part is where you can actually fly as well. So, I could, um, basically, manifest myself to either on the ground again with my intention I was to, intending to be with my guides and to follow them so I didn't fly off or anything like that but I saw uh, flying uh, going off because I saw lots of souls um, playing some kind of game and I felt like uh, this game was like a, a chase or a ball type game but the ball was in my opinion it was like a soul that could also manifest itself into different shapes I don't think we're just we're not solid anymore. We manifest ourselves differently. So this this ball was uh, then uh changing maybe then to another soul. Maybe the soul then you know wants to like play okay, well I'm not gonna be the ball now, I'm gonna be part of this game instead. Maybe they could just take just take it in turns. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Um so um yes, it could be in the air, you can be on the ground. Um, and I'm on the ground with my guides, and I'm moving uh, from it feels from like right to left. So that's now I'm heading. I'm heading left, and um, as I'm heading left, I can then see this uh, being on on the uh, ground area type thing, where it's basically had a trauma. So they're they're, they're basically my guides tell me uh, please do not to uh, interrupt uh, this 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 being. Uh, this being's had some difficulties, it's now having re energizing itself, and uh, so basically, it's uh, getting like colors sparking off it as well. There's lots of colors going off it as well. And it looked like it was in like some kind of a cocoon, it looked like it's built itself like a, a shape of a bubble wrap or a cocoon or something like that. And uh, so, it was protected, but I think it did it itself, you know. Like I said. I can, it manifest yourself in different ways. I think it manifested a bit like a bubble wrap type thing. Something a fourteen year old could relate to a little bit. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But when I get to the soul point, uh I, I don't feel like I'm a fourteen old that anymore, uh in, in this realm. It, it, it felt like uh, again I was more of an inquisitive character who's full of love. And um yeah, and on an old reflection as well, it felt like uh when I came Back in years later, realizing it wasn't a near death experience, it was a freedom of without body. It was nice to have no body or
0: uh, a villager. It felt like it was nice to have that body, nobody really. So, let me ask a question about that. You had had pain most of your life, right? You had lived in pain. Yes. And did you realize the fact that that was gone? I assume it was gone. Yes. I think the soul, um, when I came out of my body,
1: like I said, I had no wish to dive in there, and I felt like uh, the the soul had a bit of freedom going off. I felt free as a, as a soul. And I felt free, and I felt like maybe that that was um, the the part of being in in a spot of bit for the body. Um, I think it it so like the, the curious nature. It felt like um, like a baby would have they the old long, like brand new. It's all, it all like felt brand new to me to some 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 extent really. Okay. Well yeah, definitely without a body, without that pain and and, and the soul spine join that beyond I'll be honest with you.
0: Yes. So was there some kind of event that happened next? Or something you remember next in the process? Yeah, so I'm um, so obviously I'm, avo- I'm avoiding uh, contacting this uh, bubble
1: ball wrap to um uh, soul and I'm so I'm leaving that soul alone. Um uh, then we're still then moving on a little bit past that and then I'm going to an area which is like a well. I, I describe it like a well, um, and I've heard other people talk about the life review. And some people say that it looks like a TV, or some people said it looks like a big movie screen, and it, it can be all those kind of things. It, it's just it is a frame of reference. Uh, my frame of reference is a well. So as I'm looking at this well, it feels like this well then is is there on on the um, in front of me. But then as I'm looking at it, it. Dives right into my uh, vision, so I am actually the well and myself are like emerged together. Um, so the well is like part of me now, and, and now I can be able to see everything. Without this well, I, I li- literally feel that my powers of uh, seeing past, present, and future what was not possible as a as a soul. I can only do it at this at this point of this uh, life review when I'm having this well on me. Uh, I saw past. So the past was about uh, school. And uh, again, in secondary, in primary school and secondary school, um, I was bullied a lot. So I could see uh, from that perspective, um, the reasons why I also, for one moment in, in time, uh, became a bully as well, because uh, especially in primary school, uh, I I was uh, very, very young, I was very confused, why am I getting bullied, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I decided at that point, I'm going to become a bully. So maybe it was a bit of a power control, or uh, just to really feel like, uh, okay, enough of this pain, I'm going to give some pain back. So I, I bullied for a short period. Um, so I found it sounds horrible, I know, and that's what, this is why I do... I, you know, I'm not happy about what I did, uh, but anyway. So I found uh, younger targets that I could bully, uh, and that, so I, I I found those, and those easy targets. So I, I bullied them for a short period. And um, So during the life of you, I could see their pain. I could see, oh, why is it doing that to me? That 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 is not nice. but you know, and the pain that was those getting from that as well. The, the anger, the, the pain, the frustration. I could feel it all from, from their point of view. Um, now, it's not like a, um, a chastising thing. It's not like a teacher to a, to a pupil. It's like, you shouldn't have done that. You know, it's not like kind of a telling off. It's more of an understanding of, like, was that a good idea? No. You, also, you know, it's almost like communication to say, really, that was the best thing to do. So it's like a learning event more than a, than a telling off event.
0: So you were able to learn without feeling? Did you feel guilt and shame, or just learning?
1: Yeah, uh, it's the it's the feeling of knowing that I'm hurting others from doing what I did. Um, so it's it's made 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 me aware that if I'm hurting you, um, I'm just only hurting myself, really. So it's it's that instinct, and also it wasn't more of a guilt uh, feelings, and uh, that. that. Guilt in, in, in the human sense is is it does exist in, in, that, in that realm, if that makes sense. That to you.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. And I've heard that from other people, too, that they saw things that in this life they would say, well, I'm sure I'm not proud that I did that. But they didn't feel guilt. So I'm sort of led to believe that guilt is a feeling that we have here on Earth in this body. I think it it's something. I think guilt is something that
1: is taught um, to people, and uh, you know, it manifests by it manifests by like a parent or a, a teacher would do, because obviously they've they've learned it as well. So we we basically manifest, uh, and uh, we we basically become our parents, and you know, so I could I could the uh, I could literally do the same as well, you know, which is not you know we just, we
0: just coming from our own family, so my parents, so I've i learned things from my parents and vice versa. So in this life review, did you see anything previous to that or anything in the future? Okay. Um, I saw uh,
1: past past as well. Okay, so we, the past before the, uh, the child, um, the primary school stuff, I saw uh, previous deaths as well, which is... Uh, it's all quite linear, by the way, um, and if, um, if that's the right word for it. But basically, I'm I'm able to see everything and everything in one go. I'm, I'm like a download of a computer in, in this uh, moment. So everything was happening to me all at once, but I could take it. My brain, I don't have a brain. I could absorb it. Um, so, but uh, if I was to use my human side of things, uh, I will go then from, um, yeah, I saw previous deaths. Uh, the previous deaths were like, uh, like a, Almost like looks like a, like a whole lot of cards uh, falling over, and I could literally, if I wanted to, maybe take a card and examine it a little bit bit longer, but I didn't. Um, I think maybe I I could have done, but I didn't do that. I saw one particular death, and it not horrified me as a fourteen year old now, but I think like that was gross. It was really horrible. It was uh, spikes. I could literally see my body, and then literally what spike coming out of my chest and and that's where I'm dying then on this uh, wooden spike and I'm thinking like that was gross that was horrible and so that was one thing I remember quite clearly on on that death Uh, there was other ones as well uh, but I can't recall every single one that I saw but there's ones that uh, I remember seeing one where uh, I was having a fight in a like a village type thing and uh, one person was angry about something and we had a bit of a fight and and I remember him dying because we, you know, because so he basically killed me during this fight. So I could see that one as well. That was, you know, get more the more horrific ones I remember. So I, I saw that. And then I saw uh, them present. I could see my parents uh, in the kitchen. Uh, I could see my parents' thoughts as well. And uh, some people asked the questions okay, so why are your parents in the kitchen? Why not in in hospital with you? Um, it's because at 14, I was very, very mature, and uh, I would most likely have said to my parents, I'll, I'll give you a call. Once I'm after the operation uh, in the ward, and I'm, I'm awake, then I'll give you a call. That would be my, my process uh, at that time. So if people are wondering why my parents are in the kitchen, uh, that's that's why I'm, I'm explaining it. Um, so my parents' thoughts are, wonder how Paul's doing, uh, we'll make some nice food for him, um, and uh, when we go over to him, you'll, you know, you'll enjoy these uh, chocolates and things like that and all the kind of thing. So they, they was uh, thinking that uh, about me. Um, then I can go into the future as well. i, I at 14 years of age. I didn't realize it was uh, any death experience, first of all. Um, but then also I didn't understand the reasons why I've been like, showing ahead of me. I saw uh, Russia. Um, my wife is a Russian lady. But I didn't understand the whole process while I'm, I'm flying over Russia. Uh, I could see um, a ceremony, and and again, I didn't know what it was exactly. But on on hindsight um, or whatever it's called, um, I'm actually have, having my wedding day in in Russia, and like a big deja vu goes off, thinking like that was the moment that I saw now Russia. I'm literally in this room waiting for Yulia to arrive. And that was decided same feelings nervous. I felt nervous, excited, loving uh all these kind of things but just wondering what's happening what's going on and I was in Russia at that moment thinking, yeah, that's what I saw as a my native experience um so there was that moment there um I saw myself driving, and I thought uh, as a 14 year old I would never drive having spa for that. I, I thought I never drive and uh, so that was another thing I I saw uh, excitement and happy and I, I passed the driving test when I was 17. And I think it was that moment there. Um, I saw things like uh, future death where I, it looks like I'm in um, Russia because I'm actually coming out of my body. I'm, I'm actually a very old person on a on a bed uh, in a flat and I could see one lady next to me and another lady on the uh, other side of the bed and uh, my wife and my daughter, I'm thinking now uh, on a reflection. They could be my wife, it could be my daughter. And I'm very old. And uh, basically, I can actually just, just naturally passing away from age and, and, and just old, really. yeah, And I'd actually see my body coming out, and I'm having like a near death experience or, or, or life, soul coming out of my body, my body. And I can then see Russia uh, or some kind of landscape that looks like a Russia. So, yeah, that's one thing, and maybe I'll probably pass away in years to come in, in Russia.
0: Okay. Was there much more before you came back to your body? Um, there there was um, some kind of a, an education going off as well, um, and I don't get
1: it at all uh, because the, the human form, my, my brain especially, my IQ level, it can't absorb it all. But uh, what I do remember was things like... Uh, the, the spark of life. I can remember seeing like birth happening. So the sperm hitting the egg, the spark of life, and then I see that baby again, born, not born, but uh, growing uh, in 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 the in the to me, uh, and then becoming born. Maybe it was myself as well, part of my own development and growth. Then I saw things like um, uh, burgers and fast food. Um and the arteries trees talking up and all that kind of thing, so I'm thinking, okay, I wanna be um uh, you know interested in fast food uh on that basis um so I saw that kind of thing going on um I saw things like um uh I'm just trying to remember that there was like a, a the kind of education that I went off uh, I saw a tree some something happened with the, with the tree I didn't know what this tree was about, but I saw energy going in energy going out. Um, and in the back is like a holographic tree. I'll describe it exactly, but it looked holographic. So everything made it look holographic on that side of things. So if I saw this like massive tree that had this, uh, you know, energy in, energy out going out. And I also saw um, dogs and cats for some reason. Don't know why, but I, I remember seeing uh, cats burring. When the cats burr, I could see then uh, from my soul, I could see shapes, colors going off, and the owners there, the cats, like, uh, purring at the end, and they could see these colors and shapes going from its neck. And it looked like it's, like, healing uh, or showing love or both. So I could see that, and I could see then dogs being made because they want to protect, want to show unconditional love, and almost like teaching, hey, guys, this is how you do it, <laughs> Okay. Uh, and it felt like uh, dogs are there just about to like, show you. Yeah, you need a lot of uh, new humans. You need a lot of them. You know, you got a long way to go. You know, so that's what I felt like from from the pets you know, side of things. So that was the other
0: kind of uh, download I felt like I had. So interesting. So at some point was there a conversation, telepathic conversation with these three beings about, "Okay, Paul, you're going to stay or you're going to go back." Yes, um,
1: so once the light review was done, then it was like uh, I was next um, into this realm, not realm, but uh, area of this of home where the three beings are still with me and the the light, um, I see, everyone's, uh, well, not everyone, but a lot of people talk about seeing the light and I did start to see a light, but in asked them the question, Paul, be nice, Paul but, would you like to stay here or would you like to go back to being Paul down there at that moment i felt naturally that if i was to stay here i I knew a soul that i'm going to go back and do it all again and i know i was going to be all again in in, in a real wild time i felt like i was going to go back to being starting as a baby again going back to school going back to being bullied going back to have operations and i thought no I, I my soul naturally said no i'm uh, i've come this far let's let's keep going so i have my, my soul decided to do that and 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 as i'm saying all these thoughts and also saying i'm young and this, the guides are saying to me yes you are almost like agreement with each other and they're saying okay so um you want to go back yes i want to go back as i as i'm agreeing then to go back then that's it i can't remember i just wake up in the in the uh in in uh, after the operation, um, I'm making up with this device on my leg, um, and I'm actually basically full of beans. I'm actually really like um, like like I've, I've had a lot of energy pumped into me somehow. I don't know why. Uh, maybe it was an like adrenaline shot that gave me, or it was just like uh, the feeling of love, like the love was still in me from from this event. I don't know, but
0: uh, I was full of full of energy. And did you talk to the doctor about what happened?
1: Yeah. um. But, uh, again, i at 14, uh, uh, it was 19, 1986, uh, so near-death experiences wasn't around, as far as I was aware. 1986, maybe it happened, but it wasn't it wasn't well documented. I've never heard of them. It was a 14-year-old uh, lad. Um, I personally thought it was like a very, very vivid or very, very surreal dream. I thought that's what I thought it was. Um, so I thought, okay, I was telling to tell my parents about it. And my parents were like, looking at me like, yeah, he's a bit of a nutter, this stuff. You know, he's <laughs> a bit crazy. Um, so I, I thought, okay, well, let's, let's go then on that one. And I didn't go back uh, onto that really until a lot, a later. But, uh, my, my, my parents and, uh, was visited with Mr. Newton. Mr. Newton came around uh, to say hi and uh, see how the, uh, how it was doing after the operation. And, uh, he, he had to tell my parents, um, uh, Unfortunately, Paul did every reaction reaction uh, to this, uh, you know, muscle accident, and uh, we've put a big red sticker on my folder, and uh, you, know, it's, you know, we had to resuscitate me. Um, so that, that was uh, me saying,
0: okay, so yeah, I did, uh, you know, obviously did dying, and and uh, I had to be brought back to life again. Really. At fourteen, I can't imagine trying to process that. You mentioned that at first you thought it was just a dream. How do you know that it wasn't? How do you know it was more than just that? Yeah, I mean, dreams don't stay with me. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't remember any
1: dreams. I don't dream uh, as far as, you know, when I do dream, I can remember certain things. And it's, it's always like uh, just surreal stuff. But this, this one was like, it's, it stayed with me. Even now, I can still, if I close my eyes and then try to remember how it looked and things like that, I can still see it. And the life review and all that kind of stuff, I can still remember it quite clearly. Um, I just really shy I remember the whole download of, um, which my brain could take the whole download of all that education uh, because there was more to it than that. It, there was definitely more of that. In comparison to a dream, it was more vivid. It was, um, it was more real than, than a dream was. And, um, and the communication, the, the, the lessons, uh, seeing my past, my present, my future, actually seeing things like this happened now. I mean, there are, there are, um, just to go a little bit further on the, uh, things that happen into the future. Um, I used to live alone. Um, when I got to, uh, my thirties, I started to uh, drink a bit too much uh, alcohol. Uh, I was, I was a bit low depressed. Thinking, I'm, I'm just going to stay single. And, uh, so I, I, I was not happy. And, uh, so, I remember um, seeing, um "I'm sitting on the sofa, and I'm, I'm I've got a little drink in my hand, and uh, thinking of something stupid." And it sounds—I'll I'll be honest with you, Eric—it was one of my darker tiles. I thought, "Okay, um, there's like a, a stairs in, in the uh, the room in the in the in the house. It's it's felt like an open stairs. So I literally i could have got a tie, fired a meal, and just ended it. Okay, so I was drinking, I was. Depressed or that happy. And um, another moment uh, of, of, of that thought process, uh, there was also in my future that I could see um, was this feeling of like, I'm a, I could see someone actually hanging themselves in the same scenario, stairs, all this kind of thing. So this thought process or this voice came to me saying, Paul, do you remember the near experience? Yes. you remember what happened? Want to do this? You sure want to go back again? Do you want to do it all again? No, I don't want you to go all again. we well, keep going. You just you know, just change and and keep going. So, because I, I knew instantly if I finish my life now, I want to go back to school. One again, a little about school again, operations. And um, and so I thought, okay. Um, from that moment then I, my alcohol intake uh, started then to to reduce and uh, and then not long after that. Uh, I met up uh, with Julia uh, and got married. Happy ending, yeah, very much so. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it feels like uh, we have got paths. And um, if we got, uh, I mean, I kind of chosen the path of alcohol and and doing that something stupid. Maybe I did it in my previous life. Maybe I've had a few bad egos already. Maybe before Northridge number five has had uh, a you know. And maybe the my, maybe my guides have said, uh, okay, let's do a death experience this time. Let's make
0: sure you understood. Don't, don't do that again. You know? So maybe that's why I have it. That's an interesting thought. I don't know the answer to that. Do you feel like you came back with any specific um, message, any specific, you know, here's the biggest takeaway from this? Uh, the biggest takeaway from from my end of it is that there was uh, three, uh, three key words
1: that came through for me. And it was, uh, the three words I've always said to people, it's all about love. It's all about the learning and it's all about the connection. So love is basically, obviously, we love each other and no matter what. And really, it's to get rid of our labels. And um, that's what, uh, that's why, I, um, I do, um, I think called Yellow you know, Planet It's a, a channel on YouTube and bit shoots and all that kind of thing where we do interviews as well. You could do an interview with yourself, then like one to Eric as well, just to, if you wanted to do that, love well, mine, you can do that. Um, and uh, we interview guests about their you know, experiences and their uh, consciousness and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, love is about really to love each other, throw away the labels and just uh, connect with each other. Learning uh, is all about we're going to learn from each other. And if we learn from our mistakes and learn and just become better people, uh, that's about the learning. And then unity um, connection.
0: Is really about again, throw away the labels and you know, let's get together rather than uh, dividing each other. I like it, that's a nice message. One of the things that concerns me often when I, especially when I'm talking to people that had an NDE back in the era that you did 70s, 80s, that kind of thing, it was very misunderstood. People thought you were crazy. Do you feel like it's gotten a lot better now? It's more understood, more accepted that this is a real thing. Yeah, I think so. And uh, I, I I generally feel that uh, people are
1: having uh, near-death near experiences, and I, I've been nudged. I, I I don't like talking. I know it sounds uh, horrible to, uh, to say I don't like talking about this stuff, Eric. I really don't. I mean, I'm not. Uh, my one thing is that I like to listen. I don't like to, I don't like to talk. Uh, it's just one of those things about me, okay? But something has pushed me, and it says, boy, you need to get your story out of uh, it. Uh, the reason why I think is I think all of us have to do this these these things. Not for money, not for gain, is to change the world. And if people are going on to watch, you know, listen to 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 this interviews, then people might think, actually, yeah, let's make a change. Yeah. You know, so if someone hears my story and thinking like, Yeah, the love learning connection, fantastic. If it's helped them a little bit on that way, then amazing we can change the world we just need to make this world a lot more better because this world is i don't want to go too political but it is corrupt and i think we really want to um you know we can be better than this
0: you know we don't we don't need to fight we don't need to do war oh you're absolutely right on all of that on the love part the love that you felt there was it similar to the love you feel here unconditional love it's it's uh, i mean with with my family and
1: friends yeah it's 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 not conditional. Uh, it's, it isn't conditional. You know, we, we love each other, you know, conditionally in, in that realm, it's unconditional. Uh, but in, in certain aspects in, in the world, yeah, it's conditional love. Um, I'll only love you. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's not a healthy love. Um, uh, that's not the right way to go. Um,
0: but, uh, unconditional love, you know, and no matter, no matter what you do, i still love you. And that's the way it is there. That's what you felt there is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: even if I, you know, I caused the pain to the children that I believed in in school, they they still love me for, you know, I mean, yeah, it was a stupid maneuver. but
0: it was, it was not the best thing to do. I realized that I, I, I heard you, I'm hitting my soul. Okay. One other thing that maybe you can explain to me a lot of the people that I interview, they talk about feeling one with everybody, uh, not only with God, but with all the, all the people, all the beings. And you're using the word connection. What did you learn there that makes connection make have a deeper meaning here?
1: Yeah, I think we are all tapping into the one consciousness, people, are, some people, try to investigate what, where is consciousness? What is consciousness? How do we become conscious? And and I do believe it's some kind of a Wi-Fi thing. We can't see it, but I feel that we are uh, not necessarily born with consciousness. We are tapping into like, like a Wi-Fi around maybe the Earth, and we become conscious that way. So I'm, I'm so we're basically sharing the one consciousness. Again, if if I hurt you, I'm, I'm hurting myself. Um, so we are basically one of the same. You know, so no matter you know you could be black, you could be male, female, it doesn't matter. You know, we're basically
0: a soul being in a body. Having a human experience, that's all we are. Having a human experience, that's a great way to put it. So, Paul, you've lived in a body your whole life that's had pain and not, uh, I hate to use the word normal, but, uh, but not, I don't even want to say not as good as other people's bodies. That just sounds terrible because it's your body and it's yours and it's great. But there have been some disadvantages with it too and some pain that's come with it you feel like there was a point before you came here that you chose this body you just mentioned about having a human experience here relate those two things okay yeah um i do feel that uh, i chose this
1: body and i feel like i've had uh, many uh, different types of uh, avatars in in my life i feel like uh, maybe i've had the so this, like, person dying on this wooden spike, it looked like I was in like, a Greek, Roman, uh, time. It looked like maybe I was a, I don't know, maybe a gladiator or something. I don't know what it, what it was really, but, uh, I feel like I've had many different types of uh, lives. I think I've been male, I've been female. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think I've been basically, uh, choosing all types of characters. I've, I feel like I'm, I'm an old soul, uh, now, more older. Um, through many experiences, and I feel like I needed to get to have this particular life, and I think I chose this body. I don't want to upset people who've got disabilities, uh, thinking like, well, I didn't ask to be here? And all this kind of thing. I don't want them to be all that way. Hopefully they don't feel that way. But I, I feel like I, I chose to be here, and I chose to be having uh, this kind of body uh, experience. What I feel like I've learned from this body experience, I feel like I've learned a lot about love. I've learned a lot about patience and a lot about determination. So that's, that's where I feel like I've learned a lot more about in this particular march so far. So it was worth it. Worth it, definitely.
0: What do you see long-term? I mean, you actually saw in this life review ahead of an old person passing away in in uh, Russia what do you think happens beyond that? Um, yeah, um, I, I feel like um,
1: this this world is uh, still going to be here. I don't think it's going to blow up. I mean, there's lots of uh, news saying about be war, here, here this and that. I I think I think not. Uh, I feel like uh, we, you know, these. Uh, I think sometimes our friends up there, Europe, oppose and hateings. I think they if they see us see The boys with the toys with the, these big fire, you know, guns and bullets or whatever, like this, then they'll stop this anyway. They'll definitely stop that, in my opinion. Um, and uh, anyway, I think that in the future, that I will, um, yeah, definitely grow old and I will be with my all wives, I will be with my daughter, and uh, yeah, it'll be in Russia or some kind of like a Russian kind of country, maybe like a. I don't know, Bulgaria or something like that. I don't know, but uh, it looked like a Russia. Um, but my future, um, I feel like uh, I'm here to keep spreading these words. I will continue to do these interviews uh, just to help people. And I hope that uh, we will then push the boundaries a little bit more of why we're here, what we're here to do, and to get people uh, more loving with each other. Because if we all became like a domino effect for each other, you know, I push one domino, uh, a bit more towards them like, uh, yeah, okay, what was
0: the answer? Great. That's, that's what it's all about. So I'll just push one more, domino of I? I'll And if people want to find more of your content, where do they go online? Okay, so I've got uh, a channel that is called uh, Unite.
1: It's not like United. I want United Planet, but someone else took about uh, title. How dare they? Um, so I, I, I chose uh, Unite Planet instead, which it feels like it's more, uh, like a current word, Unite Planet uh, type of thing. So it's on YouTube and it's also on uh, bit You can get me on there. Also uh, on Facebook, we have a uh, group page on there. Again, it's still called Unite Planet. Basically, it's like a, a circle, like a, a planet uh, shape. It's got orange, blue, uh, purple kind of colors going off. So it's like a really nice colors I hopefully. Um, And uh, yeah, so that's what it's about. Um, So we're on, on there. Another thing I do is I've I've written a book um, and it's called walk obliged uh, feet on the ground. And it's basically uh, on Amazon. I think it's on Kindle uh, as well. Um, So if people want to read my book, uh, you are welcome to um, what it it was. It was in my forties. I decided to write a, my, my story really, so it includes my native experience. It includes uh, my uh, my issues with the uh, spinal but also a lot of humour. Um, I do have a good humour, and uh, so I try to use a lot of humour in my book. And the uh, people have said to me on um, uh, in in you know they read the book and told me how much they've enjoyed it, how much it's helped them. Um, I've had people reviewing my book and writing it in Amazon saying how much they they helped as well. So. For that I've, I've I feel like I've done something good uh, that way as well so you can contact me on Facebook uh, I think it's Paul Northridge author so you can contact me that way as well
0: we'll put some links in the show notes to all this and I'll bet your book is fun I haven't read it yet uh last question on a scale of one to ten how afraid of death are you <laughs> zero uh, I'm not afraid at all I'm afraid um and uh,
1: it's uh, nothing good. I mean when when I when I came out of my body. Um I I was in pain a little bit. Uh not to the thoughts where, oh gosh, I'm I'm about to die. And I felt like as soon as I got to the point of, of death, then I'm I'm literally unplugged straight away. so it's not a painful maneuver, if you understand me. You you're basically putting like you're pumping yourself straight away, as soon as you're about to die, you're unplugged straight away. And then you're you're then seeing black. That's that's the first thing right, I remember. So death is not really, and you know, it's not the end. You keep coming back, and you will keep coming back. Maybe you go back uh, to be a male, a female, a black person, a white person. You'll have all these more experiences ahead of yourselves. And uh, people ask me the question, so why keep coming back here? And it's a horrible place to visit. And, and, uh, well, I hope that uh, maybe my story has helped a little bit.
0: I think your story has. I think there's one person out there. That's all that matters if there's one person out there. That this helps and i think it has okay thank you thank you very much. all right anyway thanks for being with us today paul appreciate it i appreciate it thanks eric thanks for your time today i really appreciate it thank you if you have had a round trip death experience we would love to hear about it send an email to eric at roundtripdeath.com. and lastly if you have found this program uplifting If it's given you just a little more hope in the future, share it with a friend, hit that follow button, and take a few seconds to write us a review. Until next time, I wish you everything good that you're looking for in this life and the next.